What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Disgruntled Sailor. This week we get into rumors we started while on the ship, morale dinners, and we give some shout-outs to people who have transferred and left a big impact on the crew. What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here with my co-host, Mr. Miami, a.k.a. Mr. Green Bay, because he's always packing. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Miami here. Uh, for installment number two of the Disgruntled Sailor podcast. Yeah, uh, we just want to give a quick shout out to you guys and uh, thank you for uh, following, subscribing. It's making a big impact. I think we've reached like nine states so far. So It's actually 13. 13 states. Well, yeah. no one ever said I was good at math. So We're in a third of the motherfucking nation. Yeah, well, my main goal is to blow up. And, and act like I don't know nobody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We really appreciate you guys, because um, it's just two assholes uh, talking on the microphone, so without you guys, um, this doesn't mean anything. So, let's start it off. Yeah, let's get into uh, some rumors that we have started and some other people have started uh, here at the unit. I personally love starting rumors. Number one, I like starting silly rumors that don't really hurt anybody emotionally or physically, but are just absurd and make their rounds around the ship. So, we're going to go over some, and, um, you know... See what you guys think. Uh, my favorite one is um, that I started. One of our officers came in one day with a, uh, a new haircut, a very short haircut. And uh, everyone was asking them why they uh, decided to get the haircut. And I told everyone that they got gum in their hair and couldn't get it out. So they decided to shave their head. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it made the rounds quite quickly. Um, it ended up uh, at the wardroom at one point. Uh, and they asked them if they uh, actually did get gum in their hair or not because, you know, we've had some good officers, we've had some bad ones, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone got gum in their hair. What about the one with uh, an officer's pajamas? Yeah, so we had an officer here that was probably the sweetest guy you'll ever meet, would literally give you the shirt off his back, but he just was the, he was a, he was a goober. That's the best way to describe it. He was just a, soup, a silly goober. And we started a rumor that uh, he slept in full silk pajamas, like old-timey silk pajamas with, like, a cap with, like, a thing that came down oh, the side. Oh, with, like, the tassel and Yeah, the he had, like, a tassel, everything. and, like, he had silk pajamas, and he would sleep like that all night. <laughs> and his roommate, we started a roommate that he had some sort of uh, lower bowel obstruction, so he got a special triangular-shaped pillow that he could put on his lap so oh. that he could... To help him while he pooped. Yeah, but then it got dirty, so he had to throw it away and didn't have time to order one in time. That's why he uses his birthing pillow. See, the, the key to a rumor is small, tiny details. You're like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, you got to make them sound somewhat believable. Yeah. Like, um, uh, the next one would be, uh, so we got a kid that was from up north in Amish country, and everyone said because he was Amish, they said his mom was Amish on, his, his mother was Amish, and his dad was, you know, regular whatever the fuck if you're not Amish, I guess. Regular fucking dude? Regular fucking dude. And because of his moral, his mother's morals, he was a never-nude, which you've never seen um, Arrested Development. He was a never-nude. So, so never-nude means never allowed to be nude whatsoever. No matter what. No matter what. No matter Even what. in the shower. Shower, you name it. Never allowed to be nude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one made it made it a little, little farther than we expected to. The, 
the deck he started out when that was a pretty good one. Yeah. My uh, favorite rumor that has been around since I've been on the ship is we said a guy had wooden legs because you never saw him win shorts. He always wore pants and we had one of the officers on the ship eating out of the fucking palm of our hand with this one. Yeah, there was... I wasn't here for this one, but uh, pretty much he got... uh, We stopped somewhere and we went uh, via small boat to an island and he got lost and got his legs all fucked up and he had to get like uh prosthetics yeah he had to get it, it was uh, no it was like poison sumac or like something he got a rash right yeah. and it got really really bad because he's like really fair-skinned because you know uh people that work in combat are usually fair-skinned <laughs> no offense anybody that works in combat <laughs> um <laughs> uh so his rash got really really bad and he had to get bandages and a whole big thing and the rumor is that it got so bad that it ate away the flesh down to the bones, and he had to get it removed, and he had to get prosthetics and go through a whole bunch of physical therapy, and, you know, the thing was like, there's no way that's a fucking thing. Like, they made a whole fucking movie where a guy lost both of his fucking legs and still made Master Diver. Yeah, so, and uh, anytime somebody would be like, oh, that's just this person, he's got wooden legs, this one specific individual was like you can't fucking talk about him like that like that's how believable we made this story yeah we made we made a joke about his wooden legs like you know and they're like you do not make fun of someone's disability that is not sat and then everyone was like what oh you you don't know the joke okay yes he actually does have wooden legs i apologize (laughs) you know um i well we actually started a rumor today uh somebody new showed up to the ship and we told his supervisors he was a certified hot air balloon pilot. <laughs> yeah, because you get people in... These non-rates are coming in these days. Like, we got a new fireman that was... It's a cat diesel mechanic, you know? And we're standing in there, and his supervisor has his uh, information sheet, his crew sheet, for the, the CO to look over. And all it says on there is his name, and it says his dreams and aspirations are a school, and that's it. So I said he should be a hot air balloon pilot, and... You told his supervisor, his supervisor he's a certified hot air balloon pilot. And, and she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know the balloons? You put the heat in them, goes yeah. up into the fucking sky. He flies them things. And then we ran into him like 15 minutes later and was like, if anyone fucking asks, you're a hot air, hot air balloon pilot. And he's like, uh, we're like, go with it. He's like, okay, fine. I'm a hot air balloon pilot. So that was pretty good. Um, so... What we do at our unit is if you start a rumor and it makes it all the way to quarters and they have to do an announcement about it, you get a dollar. Okay? Yeah, anybody can pay you the dollar. Yeah, you just that's what you get. It's like a it's like a small small trophy for you. Um I mean, we've done um we've done some bad rumors. Um I uh sometimes fly off the, the you know, say things off the cuff and sometimes we, sometimes sometimes <laughs> You know, normally I'm, you know, pretty well reserved, uh, but we had bullshit. <laughs> we had someone that reported, and they had a lisp, and we had another person here that had never met anyone with a lisp before, and they were trying to figure out what it was. You know, I don't think lisps are funny. My my do- my son had to go to speech ther- therapy. My daughter has it. It's sometimes it's mechanical in your mouth. Sometimes it's a brain thing. So I'm not saying it's a joke, but this was really fucking funny. I convinced this new non-rate. The only way to get a lisp was from a TBI. Or, which is a traumatic brain injury, which primarily happened by getting kicked by some sort of, you know, hooved animal. Primarily a donkey, because, you know, 
they're super skittish creatures, and you know that's where most people get a list from. And he was just like, I had no idea. I, I've never seen a donkey. So I was you like, told this kid that that person got kicked in the face by a fucking donkey. Yeah, and I was like, do you know anyone with a lisp? And he's like, no. I go, yeah. Where are you from? Like the suburbs, like the city. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. There's not many donkeys there, is there? And he's like, <laughs> you know that, that actually makes sense. I was like, you know, you, you see, you know, people on TV that talk funny. You know, in the news and stuff, they're pretty, like, from rural areas, right, where there's more donkeys. He's like, you know, I never thought about that, but I have never seen a donkey in the city before. I was like, yeah, that's where they fucking come from. And then I told him, I heard him tell another non-rate that. And speaking of that, we told this non-rate, the way you sound a tank was to put your ear to the open tube and then hit it with a wrench and listen for the reverberation and the sound, like, you know, sonar and echolocation and stuff like that. Yeah, like bats. Yeah, that's why we call it sounding a tube, because you hit it and you listen to it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, he got told this, by, it was like a 15-minute long conversation about how you sound a tube. And he did, like, three different tubes. And one of the MKs was like, yeah, like, he's like, you put your ear down, you ping, and he's like, yeah, that's like 1,300 gallons. And then he put his ear down, and he goes, ping, and he goes, oh, yeah, I can, I hear it, I see what you mean now. So he said he could hear something that was not a fucking thing. So he's lying, obviously. Yeah. And then, like, two weeks later, forgot about it, right? And I see him teaching another non-rate how to sound a fucking tank. And I swear to God, one non-rate told the other non-rate, hey, this is how you do it. You take the cap off, you put your ear next to it, and then you tap it. So two non-rates have a training scar now of how to sound a tank. With their yeah. fucking ear. Wonder if that's why we flood a bunch of spaces nowadays. Uh, that's probably operator error. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, there's an investigation going on. They'll figure it out. <laughs> the last rumor that's not really a rumor that I think we need to talk about is one guy. It's more of a conspiracy theory. But it's the way he does it is so funny. Yeah. Because it's he's got like nine different personalities all in one. Like you meet somebody like, oh, that's a motorcycle guy, or that's a boat guy, or you know, that's a gun guy. This guy's got like. Like, Pokemon, guns, conspiracy anime. theories, anime, you know, tattoos. The, the guy runs the gambit of shenanigans, you know, that you can get into. And uh, he 100% believes that birds aren't real. Yeah, he believes they're surveillance drones. For the government. Yeah. He's like, have you ever seen a baby pigeon before? No. I've never seen a baby pigeon either. But, you know, the hell do I know? But... I've never seen a baby pigeon, and he's like, you've never seen a baby pigeon because birds aren't fucking real because they're manufactured to fly around and spy on us all the time. What about other baby birds? I've, I've seen, seen other birds. I've other, seen other baby yeah, birds. Yeah, I've just never seen a baby pigeon. Yeah. Which, so is his thing specifically pigeons? I think so. And, like, a part of that is, like, he's like, you know why birds are always sitting on telephone lines and, like, power lines? They're on there recharging like a docking station. No. <laughs> 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 oh. So he took... Right before this kid transferred, he... Took these little like they're like four by four pieces of paper, and it's got a pigeon, and it said it has an equal sign, and it says "aren't real," and he put them fucking everywhere. I find them in laundry. I found them. I found <laughs> them on uh, doorways to birthings, the mess deck. They're everywhere, and it just says "birds aren't real," and it just cracks me up. But anyway, that's it for rumors. Uh, if you guys got any rumors that you guys started and that are hilarious or got too out of hand, uh, that's great. Send it to us, and uh, we can talk about it. Um, we're gonna shift gears here. Yeah, and let's uh let's get into morale dinners. So, when you're on a ship, every department 
or you know they break it down by rank. You know, it's the wardroom, the chief's mess, the first classes, the seconds, uh, engineers, Beckys, things like that. They break it down, and every Saturday, um, a different department will take it, and that way the cooks get a day off because you know they cook every day. And we've actually crushed a couple fucking morale dinners that we've had. Yeah, and, and we think we should uh, let you guys in on some things that we see that you might be able to do on your at your units to help make things better. Yeah, we've only, it's not hard. Um, nothing we really have done has, uh, you know, it's kind of the classic enlisted routine. Make it look like you did more work than you actually did. Yeah. You know, that's all we're, that's all we're saying. Like, don't do something, you can do easy things, but like, don't do the same thing every time. Like, I hate when morale dinners are pizza and wings every yeah. fucking night. That's, that's not, that's not a morale dinner. That's, that's just Saturday for us. Yeah. So, uh, first thing you want to do is, you know, sit down with your group. Take some actual time and don't wait until you're underway. You know, sit down and be like, what do you want to do? Do you want to do, you know, you want to do a theme for, you know, like the whole thing? You want to do just themed food? You know, the get your ideas written down and trust me, when you, you sit down for 15 minutes and just be like, hey, let's do, um, you know, like a Mexican day. Okay, well, we can do like one of the groups here did a Mexican night. Um, and it was they just sat down like all right we're gonna do really good Mexican food we're gonna do lights we're gonna do music we got they yeah. bought a, they a bu- pinata they bought a pinata oh we got a pinata story we, for yeah you. we got a fucking good pinata story <laughs> um, so you know figure out what you want to do and then you elaborate on that and then everyone brings something different to the table uh, and get your CSs involved if you don't have a CS in your group get one of them involved and be like hey can you order this can you order that yeah ours were more than willing to get whatever type of food we wanted. All we had to do was sit down with them and tell them what our plan was, and they were, they were like, "Yeah, we can order this. We we can't order this, but maybe we can substitute it for this to make your guys' morale dinner, you know, what you want it to be." It was super easy. They helped us out. Um, the first thing you want to do is, like I said, put a little bit of effort into it. A little bit of effort goes a long way with most things. After that, pick a theme. Like we said, uh, we're gonna cover two of the dinners that we did. Um, we did a night in Paris, and then we did a. Japanese ramen night. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you should decorate. Decorations aren't that expensive. You know, um, for the night in Paris, we did. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the decorations we used for the night in Paris, we had what, what we have white tablecloths. Yeah, we got battery powered candles. Yeah, so we, we got, got the candlelight candles. That way we didn't have to have an open flame. Uh, we had uh, bouquets of flowers yep. on the table. And then we all wore suits. One of the guys <laughs> came from Bahrain and he had like six suits that he got real cheap. So he's a bigger guy. And then. There was four of us, and we each got one. One of us looked like a divorced dad on his way to, like, appeals court. <laughs> one of us looked like Suge Knight. <laughs> Who was that? Was that me? Uh, no, I had the bolo tie. No, I think that was... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah that, that was yeah. Uh, one of our departed shipmates. Yeah. But, you know, I wore a, I wore a silver and turquoise bolo tie, because, you know, that's how I roll, but... Anyway, so just doing a little bit of easy stuff like that. Um, you know, they did a... Uh, when they did the Mexican night, some of the guys dressed up like cowboys. Yeah, they they had sombreros. They had uh, they made their own like fancy lemonade that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do make it fun, like things interactive things. You, you know, if you're gonna do a whole thing and like a big to do, don't be like, all right, here's your shit, move on, next person. You know, like all right, first we're gonna hand out you know uh, your dinner, then we're gonna serve dessert. You know, and for the night in Paris, we did table service. Some of us were waiters. We had. People with yeah, trays. We had, we had fucking bottle service. Yeah, so we got two or three cases of sparkling cider. 
and we had two people walking around with white tablecloth uh, handkerchiefs kind of thing, you know, like top you off. And we, yeah. you know, uh, I worked in the food service industry for a little bit, showing them how to do the right uh, pour with the twist. We had people walking around with hors d'oeuvres. Uh, we had, you know, we had fine china. Yeah. We took all the fine china out of the wardroom and used it. <laughs> yeah. We even had a guy on board who was, uh, who was, his parents lived in France. He lived in France for a little while. Yeah. Uh, and we got him to make all of our pipes for us uh, using his accent. And I thought that just, it was the right ambiance for the night. Yeah, it was, it was a super, like, when you think, I say, hey, give me a stereotypical French accent. And you're like, <laughs> that's exactly, he was super French and it was, where you called him up and were like, That French accent was fucking trash, you did. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not known for that, okay? Pepe Le Pew kind of fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> accent. But, and we sent him up to the bridge to do the pipes with a list of shit. And instead of just piping like, you know, now evening meals being served to Chiefs, he'd be like, Now, uh, Chiefs Mess, your uh, table is ready for a party of nine. Like it was like a fancy restaurant or some shit. Yeah, and I, I think that just, it, it sent it over the top. It was a little extra thing we needed to mm-hmm. make it good. We had prime rib. We had, um, uh, we did potatoes and yeah, stuff. We had like carrots, almondines. Yeah, and then we uh, made a amazing flan that we uh, put on. Oh, sm- that fucking flan was fun. Yeah, he did a chocolate drizzle on top with some uh, chocolate flakes sprinkled on top. It looked like it was the best dessert I've ever seen the, a, a Coast Guard CS make. And everyone wanted seconds of it. It was so good. And between the lights, the suits, the table service, you know, and I think the only thing we spent money on was. I bought the flicker lights, uh, somebody else bought the flowers, and then um, the sparkling cider we bought. Other than that, you know, we, we crushed it for like yeah. under 50 bucks. Yeah, I think it was under that. I don't even think it was 50 bucks. I don't know how much you guys spent on the cider, so I don't know. But all I know is my wife made me bring those goddamn candles back home, so I had to keep them on the ship for two months in my locker. Yeah, happy sure wife, happy them. life. Yeah, you can be happy or you can be right. You can't be both. Anyway. Um... The other thing we did, um, we did a Japanese theme night where we did, um, I really like Japanese food, so we were going to do ramen. So we got uh, good ramen noodles, we were going to go, uh, we did um, ramen noodles and we did rice noodles, we had both, so you could pick. Um, we did a really, really, see, crushed it with a really, really good uh, chicken ramen stock that he, he made. Um, one of our one of our guys went at a pork call and got, went to a Chinese restaurant and goes, Hey, I want some chopsticks. And they're like, how many set you want? And he's like, I want a hundred of them. And they're like, uh, you gotta pay for them. He's like, fine. So we bought a hundred chopsticks. Yeah, it was like three fucking dollars. Yeah. Um, and then we did um, uh, those. We got mochi. Yeah, we got for mochi. Dessert, we had pretty we cool. had hand. We made hand rolled sushi. We made hand rolled sushi. I fucking helped. You know, you were in there fucking running your mouth because <laughs> made his. And he made it the size of a goddamn small child or a yeah, burrito. That's ridiculous. And then I took over, and I ended up making um, making three different kinds of rolls, uh, you know, with uh, fake crab and stuff like that. And it was pretty receptive. You know, everyone, we ran out. Yeah, didn't we use that fish we caught, too? Yeah. We, so, we served that as an appetizer because the galley's not allowed to cook it. Yeah. So we had to serve it separately, not included with the meal. Yeah, a couple of us went on a fishing trip, and we caught some uh, yellowtail snapper in Key West, and... Uh, we cut it up, vacuum sealed it, and we pulled out. Maybe we made a teriyaki one and a lemon pepper one. Yeah. The mochi was out. The sushi went out, um, and the the yellow snapper was gone. I didn't even get to eat any. Yeah. Uh, as far as like dressing up and theme wise for our Japanese night, oh. one guy dressed up as a fucking geisha. Now the funny part is, we were under already underway, okay? When he decided he wanted to be a geisha, right? 
So we're like, oh, how are you going to look like a geisha? And he's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And then one of our old officers was like, I got a wig. You want a wig? And we're like, why do you have a wig? Yeah, don't ask questions. He's like, I just have a wig. So he got a wig, got some makeup from some of the female officers, put... We had white all over his face, the two little dots. Yeah, two little dots, lipstick, and wig, he, yeah. robe, the whole fucking nine. And he served... Uh, well, and uh, he walked around with his arms crossed the whole yep. fucking time. And we had one of our guys, he dressed like a ninja. Yeah. And it was just... It, it was a good time, you know. We just... Everyone brainstorms a little bit, and, uh, you know, it, it all comes together. And when you guys... When, when we as a group do it, it... Um, other people see it, you know. We... We did two or three that were really, really good, like our, the Japanese night, the night in Paris. We did a luau that was really good. You know, other groups see that, and they go, I went in on that. Yeah, and uh, I, th- I think after we started doing ours and going pretty big, the uh, engineering department went big on a couple of theirs. Yeah. Um, who, who that was else? the pinata. Oh, Can yeah, I that talk was about the pinata? pinata? Yeah, let's fucking tell them. Okay, so the engineering department did a Mexican-themed uh, night, like I said before. And at the end, they said everyone out on the fucking fantail, and they made a whole bucket load of churros, which were actually really, really yeah. good. I ate like eight and felt like a fat ass. Well, I mean, I feel like an hour. Yeah, well, pot calling the kettle black, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, they had a pinata. So from the the fucking flags, the flag staff, yeah, whatever it is. From that to the flight deck, they ran a cable, and then they had the um, the pinata hanging from it. And who who went? Was it? Was it the officer went first, right? That went first. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, the funny part was when that went because they blindfolded her, spun around, and then she goes, you better not be fucking with me. And they go, we're not fucking with you. And they immediately started fucking with her because, so... Yeah, they were moving the pinata around and she was just swinging at the air. Yeah, swinging at nothing. So they're like, all right, ha-ha, big laugh, big laugh. And then they're like, all right, stop moving. We're going we're gonna to move the pinata so you can actually hit it. And her blindfold was still down. And she goes, am I good to swing? And everyone went, no. Unfortunately, she heard go. And one of our MK3s was positioning it. She had a, a, a wooden broomstick that we unscrewed from a push broom. And she swung like fucking Jerry Maguire. Is it Jerry Maguire? No. Or is that the you, movie? You talking about, that's a fucking movie. Who's the fucking You're guy? talking about Mark Maguire? There you go. Whatever. Jesus. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> She swings like who? Mark McGuire. Yeah, that motherfucker, the baseball guy. And who hasn't re- played baseball in fucking years? Whatever. Jesus, this isn't a podcast about you shaming me on my knowledge of sports. <laughs> it's about the shenanigans that happen. Okay, keep on fucking track. She swings and breaks this fucking almost one inch thick fucking right over his fucking back, and it snapped right in half. Yeah, and there's you pictures have- floating around if you want to try and yeah. find them. You ever uh, been on a boat where? He shuts down morale with the swing of a broomstick. Yes, yeah, uh, she said it was for us. Uh, uh, we were culturally appropriating somebody else's culture, so that's why she hit him. That's what I heard. <laughs> Another rumor. <clears throat> hint, hint. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he had a he had a welt on his back and a big bruise, right where right where she fucking hit him. She felt really fucking bad about it, by the way. And we didn't. We made her feel worse by Ye- like. Remember when you did that on purpose? Yeah. Or we <laughs> would leave the broken broomstick outside of her stateroom. And so she would open her door and see it every morning, and she would get mad, and she kept bringing it to the fantail to throw away. And so me and another trash. guy, me and another guy, every time she would speak to us, we'd flinch, <laughs> like, real fucking fast. And she was like, fucking stop it! 
Uh, at least she was a good sport about it. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I got for uh, the night in Paris and for yeah. the Japanese night. Yeah, same. Bottom line, just try a little bit and it'll go a long way. Other people will do it. You know, I think that's the point I was trying to make earlier. I lost track when you were fucking sh- shaming me for not knowing about baseball. Yeah, you were fuck. But uh, you want to move on to uh, the next topic we got? Yeah, so we want to introduce a new segment uh, where we talk about people who have, you know, PCS or got out of the service altogether and they had a big impact on the crew, big, big impact on morale, and we just want to, you know, give them an ode, I guess. Yeah, so... This week's is uh, a real close friend of ours, uh, departed this last summer, and uh, one of the top tier engineer. Um, you know, the st- he took care of the stability of the ship, like, you know, like it was a job, literally. He was really good at it. Yeah, he was able to fix almost anything he worked on. Yeah, the ACs were down for, like, uh, I think before I got here, the ACs went down for, like, three or four days, and everyone had to sleep on the flight deck because the ACs were down, they couldn't fix it, and... He showed up and fixed every FCU on the ship and crushed it. So um, this one goes out to you, buddy. Uh, you probably know who you are by now, but uh, um, yeah, you fat bitch. Wrong, Steve left. <laughs> um, but so we're gonna talk about him. Um, we got we're gonna tell a story about him, and then uh, you know we'll go from there. All right. I think one of my most memorable moments with this gentleman was uh, Corpus Christi when. We we almost we almost fought a seven foot tall pimp, and when I say seven foot tall, he wasn't like a skinny seven foot tall. This was like a fucking mountain, like a behemoth of a man. Yeah. So the night started by me being uh, rude for no reason, like it normally does. Oh, so so ops normal. Yeah. So we were, we started day drinking, and we met him. So I went with him and a couple other people from the ship, and we go to this bar. You know, it was a dive bar. And you, you ever been to a dive bar during the daytime? It's it's sketchy start with. <laughs> yeah. And we get there, and two of his friends, a couple, uh, they were I think they were married or boyfriend and girlfriend or some shit. I don't really know. I wouldn't pay that close attention. Uh, we met them, and through the course of talking the next couple hours, um, she noticed the, the wedding ring that I was wearing, and she goes, are you married? And I go, yeah. Why? Is that surprising? She goes, kind of. And I go, what the fuck does that mean? And then, you know, it kept going. I berated her, you know, for calling me out assuming that I wouldn't get married and then, you know uh, she's like well, what's your wife like and I go I'm gay and she's like what I go I'm gay she goes no you're not I go what makes you think I'm not I told you I was she's like well you don't look gay I go what's a gay person yeah, look like yeah what the fuck does a gay I was like am I supposed look? to be wearing sparklers and with like rainbow shooting on my ass what am I fuck what's a gay dude look like and they're like well you know it, you just you don't look gay I go you've been on the internet there's all kinds of gay dudes <laughs> and you know uh, just she didn't believe me and after you know breaking her down breaking her down you know finally convinced her that I was gay which I don't know why I thought was so funny but it brought me enjoyment anyway uh, like like 45 minutes later my phone rings and it's my wife and her face shows up and she goes that's a lady I go yeah she's like so you're not gay I was like no but that was fun wasn't it she got really fucking mad at me but you know bought her beer make it okay by that time we go back inside, and they're setting up karaoke, which anybody that knows me knows that I love karaoke. Not when my fucking kids are doing it during quarantine, because my mother thought it'd be funny to send a very expensive karaoke machine that lights up and has bass to it to my house during a quarantine. So I'm stuck in the house 
with little kids, little girls that have a karaoke machine. Oh, you got a karaoke machine too? Yeah, I hate hate it in my house. But my dad bought a big one for my daughter, and it's fucking. I feel your pain. Yeah, you know how many times I've heard Frozen, and oh yeah, same. Yeah. Anyway, so we always do the same song first. We always do Highwaymen, and we always try to you know we fight over who gets to do Willie Nelson because we all do the funny Willie Nelson voice. But the cool thing about this bar was it looked like a bar out of a movie because there was so many. There was an eclectic group of people in there. There were bikers in there. There was uh, older black ladies in there in like their church outfits. There was Mexicans in there. And when, when I say Mexicans, they were wearing really, really big cowboy hats. They had the really, really pointy cowboy boots. This guy's belt buckle looked like a dinner plate. You know, Mexican-looking guy. And there was those guys. There was, you know, we were in there. Uh, we had our group It is, you know weird anyway you know everyone all, all there was like five of us we all dressed different every one of us one of them dressed like a soccer dad you know and he was drinking wine you know i'm slugging beer and our buddy the one that, that left he uh he likes to do this really cool drink where he takes a shot of patron and chases it with jameson you know as that, one does that sounds like a bad fucking idea well that's yeah that's why we almost fought a huge guy <laughs> i'll get to that part <laughs> so that's you know we were all drinking like that you know singing karaoke um you know, uh, went into the bathroom, and there's one, there's two Mexican guys are in there, and I turn around, they turn around, and look at me, and they go, cocaina, and like I looked at it, and they had this little bindle of cocaine in their hands, and I look back, and I just look back again, like, you want some? <laughs> and like, I looked at him, and he's like, I said, do you want some? I go, I'm fucking thinking. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. And then, like, I'm like, I don't think I should do cocaine just right now. Yeah, that's probably uh, for the best. So I passed on the cocaine. <laughs> and then <laughs> I went back out. And I was like, hey, there's a guy, there's two guys in there doing cocaine. And well, another one of our friends went, well, did they do it all yet? Is there any left? And I went, uh, it didn't look like that much cocaine. He's like, <sighs> like, he was all upset that he didn't get to do any. Yeah. You know? um, so everyone, you know, one of our guys drank three bottles of wine. And then just stood up and was going from table to table like a manager would, you know. Hey, how you guys doing over here? Just chatting everybody yeah, up. Yeah, like he stopped and talked to the black ladies. Then he stopped and talked to the Mexican guys. Then he stopped and talked to the black guys. And he just, you know, went to every single table that was there and was like, how's everybody doing tonight? That's, that's fucking talent, though, to be yeah. able to carry on conversations like that. And I'm like, you're going to get us in a fight. And everyone was just super receptive. And, like, we sang, like... You know, David Allen Coe, and then someone sang Aretha Franklin. You sang which David Allen Coe songs? Because I know some of them would not, not have been. None of the bad ones. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, you know, everyone was singing something different. One guy sang, like, um, some really sad emo shit. And then one guy did some screamo, which I've never seen anyone do screamo karaoke. It is fucking hilarious. I've never seen that either. So, like, this guy thought he was good at this, and he was not. <laughs> so he's did, little, did you fucking let him know? Uh, I kind of egged him on and let him. I told him I was like, "Dude, have you ever tried to record yourself before? Because that was really fucking good." <laughs> You're just like building him up so he can just yeah. fuck up everybody like, else's night. He's like, "Really? I didn't really think anybody liked it." And I was like, "Yeah, dude, you crushed it. You should do another one. Like, could you do like do a louder one? Like, because you didn't scream that much. You should do one that's louder." He's like, "I totally should fucking do that." And then he did it again, and it was worse. Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Anyway. So then, 
one of our buddies drank all that wine and just gets up after talking to all those people and just walks out the fucking front door. Now, I've never been to Corpus Christi. This is my first time there. He just walks out into the main drag and just fucking hooks a left and just starts walking. We're like, hey, uh, where the fuck are you going? He's like, I'm done. I'm like, do you know where you are? Do you know where the ship is? Nah, I'm good. I'm like, okay, do I just... Like, he's a grown-ass man. Should yeah, I just... fuck him. He can figure it out. Just let him wander through the hood? Because we were definitely in the hood. We've been in worse places. Yeah, but he was drunk by himself, and this guy's got some cash. Mm, okay, fair point. Yeah, so we had to wrangle him back inside three fucking times. Three then, three times? Three like, times he left. Geez. Yeah, we're like, sit down. He's like, all right, I'm fine. And then like, I would turn around to get a drink, and I'd turn back around, and he's out the fucking door. And the bouncer would be like, your buddy left again. I was like, if you know he's not supposed to leave, why are you letting him leave? He goes, my job is to fucking keep order in here and not let anybody in that's not supposed to. My job is not to let people uh, prevent people from leaving. So, the three of us, there was five of us, two people took the one drunkard that kept walking away in an Uber and left. And me and our buddy that we're doing a shout-out for stayed behind. And, again, he's like, you know what? He goes up to the bartender, he's like, how much have I spent on Patron so far? She's like, um, you bought about half the bottle. He's like, just give me the rest of it. She's like, the, the rest of the bottle? He's like, huh? How big was the bottle? Standard, 750 milliliters. Jesus. Like Patron, like silver, like or whatever. It was the good one. Yeah. And he just brings it over and he's like, we're going to go over and drink at the pool table. Can I have two cups? And then, so we just sat and drank Patron. I don't even like tequila. I decided in high school I didn't like tequila. Yeah, but if it's fucking free, yeah, I'm then, gonna, yeah. That's my favorite kind of drink is free, you know. So we're playing pool and <clears throat> this like petite woman, she was one of those people It's hard to tell how old she was because she was, she's had a rough life. You know oh, she looked like she'd been rode hard and put up wet? Yeah. And, you know, uh, she walks over to us and, you know, just overly, overly flirtatious. Like, people don't flirt with me, so I don't really know what it's like, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. Like, she's like, hey, uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, well, I'm standing next to the pool table with a cue stick, so. Uh, isn't it fucking obvious? Yeah, I'm playing fucking pool. She's like, ha ah. Like, are you okay? Like, you drunk or high or something? She's like, no. Can I play? I'm like, I don't... I didn't really want to talk to her. So my buddy did. He's like, yeah, I guess you can play. She's wearing, like, a really, really tiny top, really tiny shorts, making me very, very uncomfortable because she's just being overtly, you know... Forthcoming. Yeah. And, like, maybe five minutes into her playing pool with us, this fucking mountain of a dude walks in. Like, he was, like, at least seven feet tall. And he was one of those guys that was, like, he was, like, fat big, you know? And, like, yeah. his shoulders, it like, he had no neck. It just went ear, shoulder. Just oh, like, so it was, like, all traps. Well, no, it wasn't traps. It was, like, like a thumb head. Like, he just had a thumb for a fucking <laughs> Like fucking Don Vito. Yeah. seven foot tall. Yeah. But fucking huge. And he's holding, like, this, like, purse backpack looking fucking thing. And he's, like, six feet away from us just staring at the three of us. And I'm, like, bro, this motherfucker keeps staring at us. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know, but I don't like it. Because when our buddy gets drunk on tequila, you know, he gets a little angry sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm like, I think that's her pimp. And I think she's a prostitute. He's like, I don't think so. How, how, did, how do you confirm this? Well, so the best way to find out if someone's a prostitute is to ask them. Well, okay. Which I did. I said, hey, are you a hooker? She's like, no. I'm like, oh. She's like, I'm an escort. I go, oh. 
So, yeah. Same fucking thing? Yeah, same fucking thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to have any part of this anymore. And um, the big guy gets closer and closer, and our buddy leans in and he goes, I'm going to go punch that fucking big dude in the throat. For, for fucking what? Because he kept staring at him. Oh, he, just... <laughs> yeah, he... I was trying to get out of there and be like, I don't... Your services are not needed here. Yeah. I... No, thank you. And the pimp was getting agitated that she was spending time with us and we didn't want anything to do with her. Yeah. You know? And, uh... He wasn't making any money off of her. Correct. So she, he wanted to move her along He's like, yeah, it's time, to, time to move on to the next John. And, uh, you know, so our buddy's looking at him. He just leans over to me and goes, I'm gonna punch this motherfucker in the throat. I go, why would you punch him in the throat? He goes, you punch him in the throat, he'll drop down, then I can punch him in the face. Yeah. He's like, well, I mean... I'm going to tell you it's not a good idea, but I'm going to go with you. Yeah, like, I, I don't want you to fucking do it, but I got your back. Yeah. So, so I didn't really want to fight this guy, but I'm not going to let him throw down by himself. Yeah. You know, I'll get in there and well my hands around like a, like a girl, but you know what we're going to do. And so this guy gets in real close, and he goes, y'all motherfuckers got any money? And I said, does it look like I have any money? Yeah, not for your big ass. And uh, he fucking, like, looked like he was going to bow up so our buddy grabs a cue stick and like holds it not like he would use to cue pull with like holding it like he's going to hit somebody with it yeah and then I pick mine up and the bartender yells over I thought I told you motherfuckers not to come back in here again ain't nobody want that stank ass pussy <laughs> and he walks over puts his arm like under her arms and lifts her up in the air and goes I don't like it in here anyway and fucking picks her up like she's a kid and fucking walks out the fucking door. So the pimp picks up his escort. Yeah. Like a toddler that's acting up in fucking Walmart. Yep. And just marches out. Yeah. And he fucking leaves, slams the fucking door. And the bartender goes, what was your guys' fucking plan? And I go, he was going to punch him in the throat. And then I was going to help. She goes, that guy would have fucking killed you. <laughs> I go, maybe. She goes, no, like a year ago, he got arrested for crushing someone's trachea in here. That's why we don't let him in here anymore. I was Jesus. like, oh. Sounds like you got fucking lucky. Yeah, so, whatever. Yeah. Won that night. Anyway, but that's our shout-out. That's one of my, my favorite memories of this guy. And, uh, you know, we're bringing up, he brings it up all the time when we're about to, like, do something dumb. Like, hey, you know. Remember that time we almost fucking got yeah, like, in a fight? Hey, you know, tequilas are uh, buy one, get three free. I'm like, I don't want to do that. He goes, you'll fight a seven-foot-tall motherfucker with me, but you won't do fucking tequila shots with me? I was like, fine, I guess. You know. Well, I guess if you're going to put it like that. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the story. Um, you know you know who you are. We miss you, buddy. Uh, wish you'd come back, but I know you're enjoying where you're at. So. Yeah, um, so uh, just remember, if you're going to start rumors, have some sorts of truth to them. Yeah, small details. Yeah, small details make it believable. Uh, morale dinners, put in a little effort, goes a long way. And, uh, Be you, careful, before you move on from rumors, make sure you guys are careful on your rumors. Yeah, there are certain things, you don't want to cross the line and, and end up getting in trouble just for trying to have fun. Yeah, so it small things like get someone getting gum in their hair, there's you know there's no you know race, ethnicity, there's age, no discrimination of anything, it's just this person got gum in their fucking hair and that is hilarious. Yeah. You know, so, uh, toe that line, keep it taut and don't cross it, uh, just keep yourself safe. If there's any topics you want us to cover... Uh, send that in, and we can do, you know, if we can elaborate enough on it, we'll make it a whole podcast. If you want to just cover a subject, we can cover a subject, or, you know, you ever been to this port call, 
you know, what's to do in this port call, let us know. We can cover that. Yeah, you guys can send your stories in. Uh, you can send your memes in. Uh, you can DM us through the Instagram page. You can send emails to the disgruntled sailor at gmail.com. Uh, just shout wow, out. Boy, my last. Oh, here we go. The following is a test of the ship's emergency alarms. All hands disregard, disregard. Testing general, followed by chemical. Well, they fucked that up, didn't they? They fucked Collision. it up again. Now, test complete. Regard all further alarms. Where the fuck's the chemical alarm? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone oh. call the quarter deck. <laughs> all right, with that, uh, that's all the time we have today. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. We'll see you soon.